Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Charity Stripe on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's a Charity Stripe. Pitch free throws because they are free. Josh Fisher, Alexander Tossman, Rockasopoulos, DJ Nikki Snacks, Kreider, right here on 1090 on our podcast. We're doing the whole shebang. Go follow us on Instagram at the.charity.stripe or on Twitter at underscore charity stripe underscore. Go check out our show on Stadium, the Stadium app airing Fridays and a couple times throughout the week going on Saturdays and Sundays. Go check out our Horns Up Talk in Texas podcast. Go check out Ring the Bell Pods Talk with Heath Bell and Nick Snacks, Kreider. How was that? I mean, I called you earlier the plug master. Was that solid? That was really good. Thank you, man. Appreciate you it. All of the places where we push out content. I did. Um, Chet Holmgren. You love him more than I do, but we both love him. Missing the whole year. Ligament damage in his foot. First a, of all, a list a list Frank injury. Thank you. I was that not happened in, in pro am play in the summer. Um, this is a tricky injury. Sometimes it depends on it. It's a ligament injury, but it can be more severe when you have broken bones as well. You you might have to get surgery if you if you have it. This is based off of Cleveland Clinic's breakdown. Nice. You're not, you're not, most most people wear right. a caster a boot for six to twelve weeks, and it can take a year or more to return to intense exercise like running or playing sports. I think that last sentence is the thing I want to focus on here, but. I want to contextualize this injury. Well, well, you made a face. No one can see this because you're listening to us on the radio right now, but you made a face when I mentioned that the, the place where the injury took place was in a pro-am game. Yeah, I did. You want to guess why I made that face? Can you guess what my stance is on this whole pro-am summer ball? Well, this on the heels of what we like to call the block herd around the world where Kayvon Thibodeau got hurt in a preseason game yeah. uh, against the Bengals nice, on... Right? on a cut block from Thad Moss, which is legal, a legal play. Yeah. Um, but he will now be out and, you know, joining the Giants in the middle of the season as opposed to starting the season off with them. Sure. Chet Holmgren will miss his first season as an Oklahoma City and Thunder more. player. He won't, we won't see him until maybe 2024 of January. It's a big man. You said it. Like, it, it takes time to get back. He's a big man. It's his foot. It's a ligament in his foot. If it's not his knees. Like knees are horrible, but like you're you're f- mostly just sorry. Back I'm, su- I'm supposing here you're you're really scared now. Yeah, about I'm, his yeah, about I'm his career because it's career. a big man in an injury. Yeah, of on course, the foot, of course. But I'm making the face because people are like they shouldn't be playing in these games. Why not, dude? What are we doing? Okay, cool. I'm with you there. I yeah, I love the competition. He's going after guys you like stole LeBron. My F Putin bracelet and think, didn't think I was going to notice that. By the way, no, I mean, I'm wearing it. Okay. In solidarity, <laughs> the we, we, these guys can't play until they get to the th- no, dude. They have to be playing. They have to be. Rolling. Well, we can't enjoy watching him in summer league and not enjoy watching him in these pro am games. Injuries are going to happen. You, guess what? I roll out of bed weird. Sorry. Like, if if it was such a big deal, the ownership of the Oklahoma City Thunder would contractually make him abide by not playing in these pro am games. He should be playing in these pro-am games to get 
he's playing. Who's he playing with? Look, who he got playing. hurt in the game against LeBron. He's playing against the best of the best. Paolo versus Dejanta. We're not sitting here going, "Oh, Paolo shouldn't be playing ahead of his." No, we're saying, "Good, get him into the fire." Like anybody who's coming out and saying these guys should not be playing in these games, I'm not going to say doesn't know basketball. I hate because I hate that. I'm going to say needs to reevaluate and reassess their opinion on that situation because these guys need to be playing consistently. Yeah. Okay. So here's here's my whole take on it. Sure. Chet Holmgren, not a guy in high school or in college that got frequently hurt like, say, a Harry Giles type of guy, right? Or a Michael, or a Michael Porter Jr. Harry Giles this was is, broken before we got him. That's a for good sure. point. I'm, I'm worried. I'm mostly bummed because I won't get to watch Chet play with SGA and Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy, who, who risked, made a risky play to play in Summer League, certainly didn't have to play in Summer League, but he wanted to build that camaraderie um, and that chemistry on the court with Chet Holmgren, which I love. So now he won't play year one, and you're, and you're probably right. He is probably going to join the Thunder in January of 2024. There are two guys that missed their rookie seasons and that because of injury, learned what the NBA lifestyle looks like, got ingratiated into the NBA culture, and then their sophomore season, which was really their rookie season, play-wise, they won Rookie of the Year. Blake. Blake Griffin and Ben Simmons. When did we see Zion? We didn't see him right away, did we? No. We did not. No. I don't mind that. So, no, but I just want to say, like, Blake Griffin, different than Chet Holmgren, his style of play was above the rim. So I don't necessarily think that that initial injury had... I mean, it it affects, of course, his his long-term health. But Blake Griffin also played a brand of basketball that is completely oppositional to Chet Holmgren. So I, the way that Chet plays makes me less concerned with his injury because he's not playing above the rim all the time, especially not on the offensive side, um, on the offensive side of the court. And he's a tremendous rim protector without having to get off of his feet. He's got he's got incredibly quick feet. He's got incredibly long arms and uh, a nuts wingspan, so he can. He can reach the weak side. We, he can reach the weak side on blocks, and then offensively, like the burst is needed. I mean, we look at a guy like KP and what his burst was before his major injuries in comparison to what it is now. That's but Chet Holmgren, he is already a really good shooter. He was a great shooter in college. Great shot blocker. Great shot blocker. He's so, a playmaker. He's he's a he's a very underrated passer. So I don't think I'm not necessarily worried. Like long-term right now. If another injury happens as soon as he comes back, okay, then I'm really going to be upset. Re- most First and foremost, I'm going to be upset. Ben Simmons is a completely different story because we know that that guy doesn't love basketball. Chet Holmgren loves basketball. Wow. That, that guy's going to do whatever it takes to get back on the court. So I point to both of those guys. They both won Rookie of the Year after they missed their, their initial year in the NBA, and I think that why can't it be the same for Chet and why can't he have an incredible NBA yeah, career after look, that? If he plays, he's going to be great, I think. The KP comp was what I was going for, so that's why I was just made that. That's why I made that bum face. But again, KP I think plays a different brand of basketball than Chet. Pre-injury, he was aggressive with his body going to the rim. Well, he's a little stronger, more confident in that. Regard. Bigger, he's broader. A little, he's a little yeah. more built. Yeah. Even even though he was also kind of gave the string bean, I think Chet's aware of what he is. He's a very, he's a very self-aware player. If that makes sense. 
Like we've, I've pointed at people. I have, we all have pointed out issues of him being a physical player. Like, or can he? Like, what's going to happen when he's guarding Embiid? Right, and Embiid's but, backing him down. But I don't think he's unaware of that. Yeah, what happens when Embiid backs anyone down? When Giannis backs anyone down? You can't guard those guys. Yeah, they dunk on your head. They're unguardable. The Embiid is Giannis. They're unguardable basketball players. But he can stymie a guy like Gobert. We give Gobert a tough time. Who has no bag? I saw this clip today with T Mac. It was great. It was T Mac and Gill and Barnes. And Gobert has no. Were they saying offensive bag? Yeah. Yeah, obviously. All I, well, that was what they were. That's what they were saying. Is like what they were like. What does he do in the off season? I thought that was like. <laughs> no, like I was like hmm. probably conditioning and lifts. He's a, he's a rock. He's yeah. an unbelievable athlete. Where's like agility, your, quickness drills. The, the the guy, one of the other guys was catching like, lobs. One of the other guys, like, where's your hook? Where's any kind of post move? And a guy like that, check could. Yeah, but now he's playing on the Timberwolves, and you don't want to give Rudy Gobert a touch in the post. That's counterproductive from yeah, an offensive standpoint. On, but you want him on the court, though. You don't. You I'd don't, rather him work on a. How about a weak side jumper? How about a fifteen footer on the weak side? You want him on the court. Yeah. You just gave up all that. That was like their overarching point, which I thought was great. And we'll get back to chat. Their overarching point on Gobert was you gave up all this. I don't even know. I don't even know how old this clip was. But the, my overarching point is you gave up all this for Gobert. You gave up a superstar caliber trade package for Gobert. You honestly, honestly, what they did was they, they screwed the Knicks. They set the value at Gobert so unbelievably high. And Mitchell's value is higher. They screwed the Knicks for getting Spider Mitchell at a reasonable cost. And, and Gobert needs to be on the court. If you if you've traded all that for that guy, and he's not on the he's not you can't play him on the court in the last five minutes of a game. He's paid to be a two way player. Yeah. You can't. What if, what, dude? Would you be if you were the? If Why, you, this is it, my this is my gripe always with the Jazz for the last five years, and I feel like. You were yeah. always like you were always. You always had a soft spot for them. Yeah, we're we're looking at a banner of Donovan Mitchell, in our studio right now. Well, both of them flout. Both of them disappointed. To be honest, to be to call to say what it is like, Donovan Mitchell was not. He didn't become the defensive player or developed as the defensive player we all thought he would be developed as. We know he has that dog in him. He just kind of lost it this last year and got worked against the Mavs. I mean, you saw that. I mean, he's still an excellent scorer. I think for but him, it's like he like, can he's still not a Dame level scorer though. Like where no. Dame can get away with playing crap D, kind of. Yeah. Well, Dame kind of get away with kind it. of. I mean, he was paired next to CJ McCollum, who is also for the longest time, who also is not a good defender. Yeah, I mean that's not a good. Just not a good pairing in general. No, both small. Yeah, the offensively yeah, electric though. Yeah, both are awesome. I mean, they looked at Pelicans team is. I think it was a great place for CJ. The. Going back to Chet, though, it's unfortunate for the Thunder. Look, the Thunder have so much draft capital, but it gets to a point where you have to turn the draft capital into players and get competitive. It's not like you can't just hoard this stuff. Like, I'm Jalen Williams could be exciting. We'll see. I'm not holding my breath necessarily on him. It's SGA could and it, Giddy. Could it not work, though? The draft picks? Yeah. Well, I, I just I look at it this way. I mean, I, he usually doesn't, though. I look. I look at it this way. Every single year, if we evaluate the draft class, 
the depth gets better because on this planet, guys are just getting better and better at basketball. That's the point I wanted to delve into. Thank you. What if, I mean, and they're just essentially just taking as many shots as first and second round picks as they want and getting them on their rookie contracts. I mean, they can do that. Here's the deal, though. This is the thing. And it's as long as you have your staple guy, right? And if it's if it's SGA, okay, great. If you think you can win with him at the one, then you just kind of surround him with the, the most talented pieces that you can. And it's it sucks, though, because it pushes the timeline back with, with Chet's injury, for sure. And now you're going to have to make some some decisions, right? Well, yeah, it pushes the timeline back. Like, it pushes the timeline back for the Thunder. And here's the thing about the Thunder. Like, look at the picks after those guys. Keegan Murray's like already much pre-thrown in my face. Like, Jabari Smith could have been the number, who was going to be the number one pick. I love Matherin. We love Jaden Ivey. Look at the draft class last year. Like, almost every pick hit in the top ten. If you're picking at number two and you flop, like, it's a huge miss. Because you could have taken all these good guys. I remember Jay, I mean, remember, Jesus Christ, you got whatever you see him every day. Jay Williams. Yeah. People don't remember he was a second overall pick and played one season because of that gruesome freak injury. Yeah. Very different, not on the basketball court. But my point is, is the picks after Jay Williams in 2002, Dunleavy, Drew Gooden, Nicolos. Dewan Wagner. Who? Yeah, exactly. Nene, Chris Wilcox. And then finally you get to 9-10. It's Stoudemire and Karan Butler. But then it's Jared Jeffries, Melvin Ely, Marcus Hayslip, Fred Jones, another guy who's in two more guys' names when I'm going to try and Juan Dixon. Like, what, like, what is that draft class compared to like what we just saw come out? Tayshawn Prince, late in the first round. Yeah, no, no. But my point is, is like gone are the days... Where, like, you hit three or four guys in the lottery, and then maybe later, like, maybe you hit on a couple. Maybe maybe you hit on a Manu or a Tony Parker. Right. So many more of the guys that are being drafted in the first and second round nowadays that are being drafted at all um, are hitting. Who are the last four the last four MVPs? It's Jokic, Jokic, Giannis, Giannis. Yeah. Second round pick, second round pick, non-lottery, non-lottery. Like, this is where we're at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there's talent like you're saying, there's talent every which way you turn. So yeah, they have so many opportunities, but I'm looking at it from the perspective of Chet and look, he'll I think he'll come back fine. We're hoping he comes back fine. But in a worst case scenario where it is a big man, it's a foot injury, and we've seen this we've seen this before. We've been the, we've been a part of the song and dance before. Mm-hmm. And again, devil's advocate to that, the science, the medical, the rehab, all that's gotten better. Way better. You'll look at that thing, not that it's always going to be hindsight twenty twenty, but you will look at that and be like, oh my God, I missed out on a guy like Matherin or a guy like Jabari who would have fit well in Oklahoma City, and he would have. Jabari would have been good in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Actually, quite honestly. He's a good shooter. He's a good defender. Quite perfect in Oklahoma City almost for what they've got going on there. And he doesn't demand the ball. Not that Chet does. Chet definitely doesn't. Yeah. Neither of those guys Neither do. of the, like Paolo yeah. was probably the well, worst Paolo fit of could, the three. The worst fit. The three in Oklahoma City. Not that he's a bad fit. Yeah, but you've got... Right. You want the ball in Giddy and SGA's hands. Always. And even more so, it's like, okay, we're looking at a young guy like like Trey Mann. We like what he can do a lot. Like, sure. Those are touches for him that get taken away if Chet demands the ball. I will say... I also think... I think Williams can run kind of like a weird, like... 
point three. I'm like kind of excited for him. Is that weird? Am I like reading the tea leaves too much? No, I think everyone's excited for him. And then like everyone was so excited for him. I was like, okay, let's watch this guy and really see what he can do. But he shoots really, really well. And he's always in the right place on the court. Smart player. Yeah. He's like a really smart player. But know? but my point about the Blake Griffin and Ben Simmons thing is like we don't we don't look at them in that way. Like that's not what we hone in on when we talk about their careers. And Ben Simmons is still early in his career. What we're talking about right now is that that guy doesn't want to play basketball. We're talking about how Kevin Durant's staying in Brooklyn and like, oh no, is Ben Simmons going to try and push his way out of that? We're making jokes about that. And with Blake Griffin, we talk about how he's one of the best power forwards in, in the 2000s. We're not talking about how he got hurt his first season. I mean, Ben's, we're not talking about how Joel Embiid got hurt his first season. We're, like, we're, no, you were, I think Embiid's the perfect point. We were sitting there like, oh my God, like this is a disaster. And now and he's now played he's, for the last two years. MVP caliber basketball. Yeah, and healthy basketball too. For the most part, yeah. We got, we got hurt in the playoffs, but he still played. He'll be fine. And I think it's very underrated the point you brought up of like, oh my God, like, I just, don't wanna, I just don't want to write off the the chat pick just because they're not. No, no, no. I don't, I don't mean to. And I think it's valuable. He'll at least have the NBA lifestyle experience and get acclimated that way. Right. And it's a, and it's a good young team. And I think that we just, we see so much of these guys nowadays. And for him, like we saw this kid when he was 14, 15, because he put the, put the work on Steph Curry on that, like behind the back where he like, Hit a finger roll like right in his face at Steph Curry's camp. I mean, we've this has been like the guy, for, and he, and he's he's the, he's the, he's the Instagram. But guy. he but he lo- but he loves basketball. He's Mikey Williams, and Mike Williams was as sick as we thought he was going to be. Yeah, well, Mikey Williams also like is like six. He's also like six two. Didn't grow enough. And he was six two when he was in eighth grade, and when he was in eighth grade, and he was playing with other guys that were also like six foot. He was just skying over all of them, but now he's gonna he's gonna play against real big bodies. That's he'll what co- he'll play college basketball somewhere good. Oh, for sure. I just I can't guarantee that that guy's gonna be a great pro. No, like I. But you always never thought he, he would be a great pro. If he is, I'm not gonna be surprised. I mean, the guy works really hard, so it seems on social media. <laughs> well, yeah, you get, I mean, everybody. Where is he at right now in the rankings? He's number twenty in the rankings. I don't. know. He might not even go to college, dude. Oh, he might go to he might go to an HBCU. It'd be really interesting. I think ultimately he'll go to USC, but he might go to HBCU. Yeah, um, speaking of LA, really quickly, Pat Bev, do you like him? And does him going to the Lakers matter? Do I like Pat Bev as a player, as a person? I think he's the package. The package of Pat Bev. I hope he gets a documentary made about him. Because I think his journey to the NBA, like, so He's many smart guys, man. So many He'll guys make can, his own yeah. documentary. Um, I like Pat Bev for what he is. I, I don't. I don't want to like overextend what my take is on like the like, Lakers and their and their shot at a championship just because they have Pat, Pat Bev now. It doesn't matter. It doesn't move the needle. I think it's good that they got off of THT's contract because I think he's not going anywhere okay meaning like he was touted to be when he was 19 that he was going to be like a guy that could really contribute on this team and be a true starter and he's not that no maybe at his best he could be a guy that become Reeves no 
He's less reliable. He's he's not consistent. That's why Caruso was so good for the Lakers. He was so consistent, and he played his role. And THT, from the minute he came into the league, for some odd reason, everyone was like, this guy is going to be a guy that can be a an awesome combo scorer. He's off long, the, and people get excited in, about In two years, and then they, they overpaid him, and now they've moved off the contract. So I, I think from that standpoint, um, Palinka's got to feel pretty good about moving off of him. And then... Stanley Johnson gave him good run. Uh, I'm glad he's kind of like played himself back into being a basketball player, an maybe. NBA, a true NBA rotational player. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fine if he's not on their roster; it's no big deal. So I think from yeah, Pat Bev brings a little bit more rigidity to uh, the the structure of their team and some more reliance. And I trust him to hit corner threes, yeah, and to play gritty defense and to get into someone's face and to motivate Russ, yeah. It'll be fun. Well, we're the charity charity stripe. We'll be back in just a hot second. Don't go anywhere. Hit your free throws. Josh Fisher, Alexander Tossman, The Rock Disciples, DJ Nikki Snacks, Crider on 1090. We will be right back with the charity stripe on the Mightier 1090 ESPN radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.